So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. It is happy Thanksgiving, first of all. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're thankful here for, but one of the things we are thankful for are for our guests. And in the spirit of being thankful, what we're going to be chatting about on this episode is how to be thankful for all of the freaking referrals that you're receiving and how to be thankful for all of the different business that we attract versus chase. Because I'm telling you in 2022, it's the year of the personal brand. I've been saying this shit for the last five fucking years before Tom Ferry ever said a damn thing about it. And the reason um, why that is, is because let's face it, you guys are all selling the exact same shit. Everyone's got access to the MLS. If you're a lender, everyone has access to the same program. So what is really the difference between you and everybody else? And ultimately the answer to that is going to rely on the relationship you have with the person you serve or the brand that you have that attracts them to want to be served by you. So what we're going to chat about today, um, I've been seeing this dude on Facebook um, hosting events. Uh, He's always doing shit. And I like indirectly know you from Facebook. And uh, he just opened up another brokerage. He's growing rapidly, but he does everything 100% referral based. A lot of brokerages, team leaders, instantly uh, shift into like the lead generation mode where they have to give their agents leads and do this and that. But what if you just taught your agents how to fish instead for referrals and it didn't cost you anything out of pocket? How much more would that add to your bottom line if you're a broker owner? So if you're a broker owner, if you're a team lead, I think you're going to appreciate um, this episode today. And without further ado, we're going to introduce our friend, Mr. Cole Slate to the show. What's up, Cole? Mike, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, big fan of the podcast. And uh, it's cool being on the Zoom with you and hearing your voice on the interview, not coming through my uh, truck speakers. <laughs> nice. Why don't you tell, tell us, tell everybody um, whom you are, where you're located, uh, what you guys got going on down there. And then I got a bunch of questions for you in regards to how you're attracting all this business and attention in your local community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Mike said, my name is Cole Slate. I'm from the Northeast Florida area, particularly St. John's County. Uh, if you know your statistics and research nationally, it's one of the hottest markets in the country. Uh, every stat that you look at has St. John's and Northeast Florida in the top 10. Um, and yeah, mostly all referral based, really. Uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, they're, they're hyper local. Well, I market myself as being hyper community. Um, so, you know, building the brand, uh, for doing stuff the right way and, you know, for the right reasons and, you know, giving back to the neighborhood, the first responders, the charities and things like that. I love that hyper community, write that down folks. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. So first off, when did you get licensed and when did you start in real estate? So I got my license in September of 2012. Okay. Uh, I started, I was blessed to be, uh, to earn a buyer's position of the top teams in the area, the Welch team with Keller Williams. And uh, after being on that team for a year, I decided to try it on my own. And it's been a, uh, it's been a nine year blur, you know, ever since. Yeah. It's one of those things that you like, glad you did, but you never do it again. Right. Um, so like every, every, every career of a realtor, um, did you ever buy leads? Like in 2012, when you joined a team, you're probably, you know, 
getting fed a little bit, maybe through open houses and or whatnot. But when you went off on your own, have you always been more referral based? Did you ever go down the Zillow lead buying platform or any of those things? So, you know, I, I, I did it. I bought, I, I got into Zillow leads one time and it was because our zip code that I'm actually from born and raised, you know, a opportunity opened up and it goes so quickly that I kind of viewed it as a calling shotgun. I'm like, let me go in. It was like the smallest increment available. I think it was something like 10% share, or, you know, so five or 10% share, something like that. So I did it just to say that, you know, I, I swooped in there. Um, and to hold my spot as a premier agent. Um, but, you know, I, I was so busy. I talked about horrible follow-up. You know, I, I never did it because, you know, I was, I was busy with the, uh, the, the family, friends, and referrals, you know? Yep. A lot of times people just buy leads just to say that they have something inbound, but very seldom do they even call them back. That's why Zillow went to referral model and why Realtor.com went to referral model, guys. You guys don't call back the leads you're given and you start hurting their brands. So they said, fuck it, I'm going to bring it in house and I'll convert them for these lazy sons of a bitches. And then I'll give it to them and then I'll charge them triple the amount in the form of a referral fee because I'm selling them an appointment versus a freaking name and a number. Um, all right, guys, so let's get it. I want to get into this. Um, how big is the community first? Because I want to break, I want to paint the picture. How many people would you say are in your immediate area if you were to give me a number on the population? Oh, man. Um, I think in our, County alone, it's uh, close to 300,000 people. You know, we're, we're very suburbia. You know, there's, yep. you know, there's some country, uh, suburbs, things like that. I heard, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt because it was on a commercial, but I heard uh, the Jacksonville area uh, population, we're looking at around one and a half million. That's a big market. It's not well, anything. You got to remember, too, that landmass wise, Jacksonville is the biggest city in the country. So there's 1.5 million over, I think, if we're going by definition, like five counties. So does that mean like everything's filling in right now? Building and because a lot of land? There is land for a developer to scoop up. They're doing everything in their power to, uh, to do so. And let's get into this. Um, you're running the brokerage. Are you still in production yourself right now? Uh, no, sir. I refer out. Um, my wife is my business partner and we, uh, we procure business, but we refer it to our agents. Good. We and then not, uh, compete, however you want to. So what, I know you have some sort of system in the office. You have to have something that your agents are implementing that are generate the referrals, probably something that stemmed off your own success. Um, what are they doing? How are you doing this? Let's start at the agent level. Let's take it to the brokerage level. And then how I'm sure you guys have like company sponsored events, agents shipping off of that and all that stuff. And it's a team effort, but uh, let's start at the beginning. What are the agents doing and what did you do to consistently generate those referrals? Because it's not like, that's not a small population. If you're in a town of like 20,000 people, then yeah, you might see John, Dick and Mary in the fucking grocery store every other weekend and say hello to them. And that's how you're staying in touch with people. So there's like the local realtor. But when you're in a busy area like this, you have to do more than that. You have to build a brand and you can't build a brand without consistently communicating or appearing for people. So what are the agents doing? What did you do in the past that built your brand to stay in front of people. Yeah. So the first thing that the agents are really buying into is my style of farming. You know, you have your stereotypical farming from two decades ago, where it's a bunch of random mailers and everyone sits, everyone's sending the same stuff. And, you know, that, you know, more, uh, let's call them seasoned agents think that that's sufficient because they're seeing their, their face and their contact information from the mailbox at the end of the driveway till they get to the uh, trash can sitting in the garage. Uh, so we, we do mailers, for example, but we provide 
um, we provide value. You know, um, my my neighborhood that I live in, for example, uh, we send out two mail two mailers per month. Okay, Good. one of them is statistics broken down, not just just sold or anything like that. Um, we send out a average price point for the most for the three most recent uh, sold for um, each thousand square foot increment. So under 1999 square feet, the top three average was X. Uh, 2000 to 29.99 heated and cool square foot, the average per foot was X. And just keep going and going. So people have some type of idea. You know, my neighborhood, for example, uh, it's still being built right now, but it's gonna be approximately 5,000 uh, rooftops. Um, so that's just an idea of, you know, what's going on in our area. The next is, you know, like I said, I'm from the area, so I have a lot of uh, um, relationships with local businesses. So I'm teaming up with these businesses, like uh, let's talk about a coffee shop, for example. Uh, I go to the coffee shop, I say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to design mailers. I'm going to pay for the distribution, the mailing, I'm going to send them out. Uh, would you be down for a, uh, save 10% off of a $20 tab at a, uh, you know, at your put for them. I mean, for a coffee shop, that's nothing, right? That's that's a free introduction, and I'm handling all the distribution. So, you know, talk about a value add. You know, everyone everyone in my neighborhood comes up to me on a weekly basis, just thanking me for everything. Not only providing the you know the valuation statistics for the property, but as well as you know a coupon for a free cup of coffee. Um, you know, it's is one like piece that. is one piece market driven then, and then one piece is just more community. Correct. Awesome. All right. So this is really good, guys. Um, here's what I, I don't know why I, I, I honestly cannot stand this about the industry is that every time we fucking communicate, we feel like we have to be selling something or getting something in return. And you don't understand guys, like for any of you that have faith, like there's a constant, like, it's very simple. You give and you get in return, right? There's a reason why people tie and they set up certain certain things. And, and if you truly believe you're, you, what's the word? You sow, you seep or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm what you get, you'll get back in return. And you cannot like, if you're just always selling, selling, and you're always like, just sold, just this, or all of your content has a deal with how many listings you sold, your broker sold, instead of like caring about the damn community and, and actually being a servant of it, um, you don't ever obtain anything other than that. You're just a salesperson chasing their next check in the eyes of most people. But when you start creating content, events, or anything that gives you the excuse to have a conversation with people, that's how you build a brand. I would bet that um, I could see why those two pieces would serve each other best. I guarantee you that people enjoy the information and the statistics, but the ones that they remember that re are the personal ones. And then and, and, it, and, it re and it sort of tr triggers them to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I did get that one thing. Like your, your sales shit is better received because you're creating value. Well, and it's everything compounding together. Like, like I was saying, this day and age farming is so much different than it was two decades ago. You know, so you have those mailers. And on top of that, um, you know, one example is we had uh, with all the COVID crap going on and everything, we had a, a vendor fair. But instead of it all being at the neighborhood community center, it was a tour of people's driveways. I'm in real estate. I'm not going to sell a house out of my driveway. So what did I do? I threw a big old block party. I got a food truck to come. I got bounce oh. houses, got a video game truck to come, got a guy playing live music. You know, that's what people are going to remember. They're going to want to come party. hang out and yes. stay and be part of, you know, what's going on. I got more people reaching out to me than the freaking president of the HOA. Yep. All having to do with, you know, coming in all these different ways in regards to farming the, you know, the community. And 
I like how you're outsourcing the cost too. So like, you're not just, I'm sure these businesses are giving you a couple bucks and that's paying for the distribution. You're just a guy sort of organizing it, but it's your brand, your face all over it. So what is your out-of-pocket on, on the mailers and how many advertisers are you getting to actually um, cover the nut? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not much. I want to say it's something like 50 cents a piece or something like that. And we're like I say, you know, we're going out to 1,500 houses. You know, so, you know, we don't, we don't put actual sponsors on the mailers, but what these businesses do in regards to cross promotion and yes. like you said, it's all about scratching the back, right? So where it might be 750 bucks coming out of my pocket for this month, you know, these, Still pencils. these restaurants and these coffee shops and everything, you know, they, they give back so much to my business, you know, for example, you know, the grand opening that we had on, um, on Thursday, we had, I think, seven different restaurants involved, and I didn't spend a penny. They're all giving back to me for helping them promote their business and really, you know, um, give back to the community and them by providing, you know, sushi boats and quesadillas and a cornbread bar and, you know, stuff like that. And it's all, like you said earlier, it's all about the giving back and the back scratching and, you know, things like that. Let's even pencil this out though. So let's just, this is for his direct mail pieces and you're sending two a month. You're saying your out-of-pocket cost is about $700 a month on that. Yeah. All right. So this comes out to be $8,400 a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, just as just one channel, you guys, I just want you guys to ever, what's the ROI? What's the ROI? All right. Let's go fucking talk about the ROI right now. All right. $8,400. What's your average sales price in your market? Uh, 400 even. Okay. So he needs to sell three quarters of a house to break even over the course of the year, three quarters of a house. This isn't a full house. Three, because if it was a full house, $400,000 would be $10,000 commission. So you need a quarter of a house. You need 84% of a house is what he needs to sell at two and a half percent to break even, okay? So, but here's the thing that everyone's gonna say. So how can he trace back that ROI? Oh my God, there's not a direct thing. When you're building a brand, you never will. That's the power of a brand because I bet I guarantee you he gets people that just call him from wherever. And it's a result of a combination of all the multiple forms of communication over time, not individual single one guys. Well, and look at, you know, look at what the mailer is doing too. Not only am I providing the value to my neighborhood of 5,000 houses, but the business that I'm promoting. Yeah. You know totally. I mean? Who do you think they're the first, who do you think the first firm is that they're going to call when they have a new employee moving in or someone leaving or, you know, yep. whatever the case may be. So it's, it's about scratching as many backs as possible and creating an excuse to appreciate and promote everyone else. When we, people ask us all the time, when we do a, obviously if you guys don't know yet, we script edit and distribute videos <laughs> people and people do a, a lot of different strategies, but a lot of times people would say, Oh, why am I going to do a business owner strategy? Well, it's a different, your YouTube channel will never blow up doing business owner interviews. I'm sorry. No one's going to go to your YouTube channel. Like this guy's the best business owner interviews ever. And you're just going to become the next YouTube celebrity. doesn't mean it's a bad business video to create. It's just a different strategy. And why I love that strategy is because when you start scratching the back of business owners, those are the largest referral sources you're ever going to come across because they all share a mindset, which is very entrepreneurial. You're more likely to get a referral from a business owner than a fucking liberal. Put it that way. All right. That's just the way it is. Um, and sorry, but that's true. Business owners have a mentality mindset where they know how hard it is and they will scratch your back. And that's what happens. Business owners always give more referrals than non-business owners. I don't know why that is. 
I think it's just the way they're all wired. They're wired to serve, they're wired to give, and they're natural referral givers. So when you create a community of these business owners, you're creating a community of referral sources. And every person's a referral source. No one's a client. And it's a mindset thing. Like everyone has the ability to refer you, right? Everyone lives somewhere. And everyone knows someone who's moving, at least two or three a year if you check. But a certain percentage of those people and those business owners are going to be moving this year too. And they don't even know it yet. Some of them are going to get pregnant. Some of them are going to um, get divorced. <laughs> Uh, but there's a move that's going to happen. And when you're thought of first, 80% of people close with the first one they meet with. That's why attention matters. I love the uh, mailers. Uh, what else are you doing? You're not just doing mailers in the community, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I mean, let's go on to channel number two, because that's just one channel. And you're, you're crushing it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's doing the events in the neighborhood. You know, every time there's a vendor fair, a garage sale, or all the above, find a way to get involved. You know what yep. I mean? Um, my, uh, my neighborhood ended up being sticklers about uh, who was able to be involved with the vendor fair that they had two weeks ago. So one of our raving fans that lives in the neighborhood is a, uh, she does, she owns a little in-house bakery that she, you know, she bakes out of her home, does baked goods, uh, cookies, uh, cupcakes and things like that. Well, when I told her what happened that they wouldn't let you know, realtors, insurance people, like wouldn't let services like that be involved. She goes, Cole, she goes, why don't you just throw me a couple bucks and I'll put your logos on half of my, on all of these cookies that I bake and I'll just give out your business card and cookies for free to everyone there. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, things like that, but you know. Um, How many events are you guys doing? Uh, and are you, and all of your agents are inviting their friends, their families and all that, right? So you're duplicating your efforts. Like it. We do probably eight to eight to ten events a year. Great. Um, you know, that's not necessarily just in my neighborhood, right? That's pure, that's period. Um, you know, we do uh, crossing guard appreciation, teacher appreciation, first responder appreciation. Um, we do. We used to call it a customer appreciation party, but I took the customer out of it and just left it appreciation because I'm wanting to throw, you know. A one big appreciation picnic and one or two happy hours for not only the people who have closed business with us, but who has referred business. Yeah. Who's our top um, preferred partners when it comes to you know mortgages, inspectors. You know who's who's creating excuses to appreciate them. Everyone else in our industry just expects to take them. Out. Well, I'm going to send you a home inspection. Where's my lead? You know we need to appreciate them too. The side agents that's in the building industry. 30% of our buyers are new construction. Not a lot of people can say that. So who's appreciating, who's appreciating, appreciating the site agents? You know, it's finding an excuse to appreciate all the people, especially those who aren't always appreciated. Yeah. And so I always get like, how does uh, one of my top blog posts, honestly, on my website is uh, client appreciation events. And um, it's about, a couple of different agents doing different things in their markets and people and agents too would always say, Hey dude, um, I don't want to do an event. That's going to cost me like $2,000. So I want everyone to change their mindset. If you were to buy, and if I said, I'm going to give you a hundred leads a month, most agents eyes would light up. You agree? Yeah, for sure. Like hundred leads a month, but let's just break down what you're buying a lead for. What you're really doing is you're just buying a conversation and you're buying a conversation that happens to be about real estate, which is why the conversion rate is only going to be one to 3%. Some people are looky-loose. Some people are 
um, actually serious. 80% of them already have an agent, trust me. And then that small bit that actually transacts always reserves to that one to 3%. I don't care how many autoresponders or how good your follow-up is. If you convert at 4%, God bless you. But those guys and gals are really doing well. They have all kinds of technology hitting them from every which way to do that. The average person isn't going to have that uh, advantage. But when you're having a client party and you're running into like 400 people at a time or 150 people at a time, you're still having conversations. Now, everyone's, oh, what do you mean, Mike? Well, let's just do statistical because none of this stuff is theory. This is mathematical science. Of the conversations you're having, regardless if you're buying them or if you're doing them naturally, 10 to 15% of those people are moving and 100% of those people have a referral for you. So we would have a lot of these client parties. We didn't do eight a year. I love that. We do two a year, six months. And we would just have mega bashes. This is like when I was like a total party animal. And I was like literally renting out nightclubs because I didn't have a kitchen. So I got it cheap. <laughs> I dropped like 15K on a freaking club event, like DJs, like lights, ice sculptures and shit. People would be talking about these events. Like we'd had 700 at once. Was the, our highest was 800, 700 people. Um, but they would roll in and it was just a party. Four years down the road, I was still getting business from these parties because no other real estate guy ever threw like a, a rave, I guess, if you want to call it that. But whatever it was, it was cool at the time. Wouldn't fit my script now. But <laughs> the point is, is that when you get to those, it's the conversations you have, you guys. And this whole business is about conversations. Everyone always says, uh, this is really simple. You got to get appointments, close appointments, get appointments, close appointments. That is horrible advice. You have conversations close conversations and then add them to your database and then stay in front of them forever because that's when it's not a matter of if they're gonna move it's a matter of when folks well one of the things you said man i know like you and i share so much the same you know point of view and outlook and all that is you know going back to the zillow question whether it's zillow whatever these online leads are that people are lucky to convert three percent how much on average do you think per month people are putting into leads like that do, do you have any type of idea? Lots. All right. So let's let's even call it. It's insane. Bucks. Let's even yeah. call it fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Talk about ROI. Where's your ROI going to go further? Fifteen hundred bucks a month towards these BS cold leads of people you've never met before, or put that same fifteen hundred bucks into your warm sphere, the people you have met before, the people who have already closed or sent you referrals. You know, that, that ROI is easy on yes. where you should be spending your money. Well, people try to, because um, they're chasing transactions instead of referrals. That's why. There's a major difference. If I'm chasing transactions and I'm going back to a 10 to 15% game, but when I'm chasing referrals, everybody's a referral source. It might not be today, but it might be tomorrow or it might be in three months. I don't care when the referral's coming. I know it's coming though. 100%, 100%, like uh, so many people in our business don't have this, you know, this uh, big picture view. You know, even if you're working with a buyer right now and they decide that they want to uh, chill out and wait a couple of years, look, whether they're closing with me tomorrow or they're closing with us three years from now, I have enough confidence in, you know, us and what we do and our relationships and things like that, that I'm not worried about when the closing's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, it's keeping the relationship. Yep. Three to five houses, man. That's what people buy over the course of their lifetime. It doesn't include how many people they can refer you to. So yeah, you got to play the long game with us. 
Um, let's take this to social. What are you guys doing? Um, staying in front of people on social. I see the events. I love the in-person. I love the direct mail. Uh, what's happening on the social side? Are you guys doing content? Are you guys creating a lot of content? Are you creating any media, any video stuff? Are you guys uh, running campaigns, ads, any, any of that? So I actually just, in the past few weeks, um, got into paying for Facebook ads. I've never done it before. And what we are doing is, you know, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, button to click whenever you're filling out your, uh, your audience mm -hmm. is the targeting your, uh, your friends and friends of friends. Because with us being all word of mouth and having such an awesome reputation in the community, Makes sense. chances are if you're friends of followers of our business page, you've heard of us. So all we're doing is giving you that alley-oop to like our page or to click on our website or to call our office, right? That makes the most sense over again. That's a warm lead to me versus cold, you know, paying for likes or, you know, this, these random introductions or whatever. Um, we have an awesome social media following on Facebook. Our Facebook business page has approximately uh, uh, 9,300 likes. Um, and again, same type of thing is my mindset, you know, we do a lot, you know, testimonial Tuesday, new listings, open house, you know, the stereotypical stuff that you have to do. But the other half of our strategy is giving uh, spotlights to the businesses that support our business, you know, go check out this restaurant, this is our top lender, give them a call, give them an opportunity. This is our top inspector. So if you go through our social media, I would say probably one third to half of our content is you know throwing referrals and throwing spotlights and throwing appreciation to all the companies and businesses that we work with not only within but outside the industry as well so you're telling me if you start selling every other people's stuff for them they'll start selling your stuff for you that's what i mean it's, it's all about showing appreciation whether it's the parties or the social media your content whatever it is i'm going to title this podcast appreciation um something in that in that name um yeah that's that's awesome uh do you guys have a facebook group yet of all your friends and family of course we have the slate real estate community and how uh engaging is that oh it's fantastic you know my whole mindset behind that was to not only be a resource for all of our past customers past referrers everyone you know we, we wanted we have over 900 members of it but we wanted to still give it a sense of exclusivity. Yep. But I also want to take a step further and say, hey, you know, y'all are 900 something people that we have past business and relationships with, but what can we do for y'all to work together and cross promote and network and things like that? Great. Yeah, I love that. Um, if you notice, like the, there's a theme here and it's not about, um, us. I don't think Cola said I once on the show here. He's always said you or them, us, if it was I reference. And that's just a lot of this uh, mindset, you guys, that you, if you, if you really want to, to build your brand, you can't fake it. Um, you have to actually be compassionate about your own community and compassionate about what you do and all this stuff. Like, and I think that's half the reason a lot of people are, you know, have commission breath um, and they're just looking for the next, they're looking for the next transaction. But, you know, at the end of the day, what we're saying here, guys, is that you'll end up with plenty of transactions if you just started serving and stop selling, um, serve your community. And most of your business is going to come from people right in front of you. It's going to come from your Facebook friends, your Instagram followers, and people may follow you on TikTok nowadays. It's not going to come have, from a bunch of strangers. 
It's not going to come from people you don't know. Um, you're going to burn out. How many agents have you seen burn out to start chasing leads, chasing business? As a broker owner, I'm sure you trained some of them that didn't want to invest in themselves. Um, how many of them have you seen just go in and out of the business? Well, I mean, there, there are so many because, I mean, all, all that these agents see, I mean, especially with the market, right? In our particular market, in the Northeast Florida uh, Association of Realtors, we have approximately 11,000 realtors, Okay. Think about that versus 3,300 listings active on the MLS. Those are insane numbers. And all they see is, you know, the hot market, social media, and freaking HGTV and all this stuff. And they think it's just something you just go get in and easy money, easy paychecks. You know, they, they don't understand that you don't treat it like a nine to five. You don't put in, you know, I laugh at 40 hours. Um, you don't put in full-time hours. You're not going to get full-time money. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even have listing presentation or you just show up and sign paperwork? So show up and sign paperwork. Yeah. You know, we have, you know, over my time, you know, I've created our presentation based off of just experiences. Right. And so um, I have stuff that I will take with me. And when the, you know, you, you read, you read the seller. Right. So if, their mindset is very uh, detail oriented. Well, hey, you know what? I brought this packet with me. I'm happy to go over it with you word by word. If they just want to hang out, have a drink, have a conversation, show me what their house looks like, uh, they're just going to lead the way. Hey, you know, if, if you can't get to sleep tonight, you need some light reading, then read what's in this folder. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but at this point, with you know, our reputation in the community and things like that, it is, hey, Cole, something came up. We're getting a transfer. Come over and do paperwork real quick, and I'll just get photos done. Yeah, that's how it should work, man. Well, dude, this is an awesome show. Um, appreciate you sharing anything. Anything else you want to uh, add on? Um, not necessarily. I think you and I could go all day long. <laughs> Probably. Um, you know, su such a similar uh, mindset and, um, and, and all that. You know, one thing that we are doing actually happened today. I have a really close relationship with the sheriff of St. John's County, the county I live in. He came to our ribbon cutting and everything. Um, one of his community community relations deputies reached out to me, said, hey, you know, will you donate 500 bucks for families? I think it was uh, for families that need a meal on Thursday. By the time I had the time to say yes, he had already got someone else to say yes. Um, so I was like, you know what? I wonder what the deputies are doing on Thursday. You know, the ones that have to work instead of being with their families. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're putting together, this is literally two or three hours ago. I'm getting off with you and taking it down to the sheriff's office. We're putting together 39 uh, tumblers, koozies, a $20 piece of gift card for the deputies to go grab lunch and say can't be with their families. You know, that all in investment is $780 it ended up being. Okay. But when these 39 deputies get, you know, something, something like this, you know, for, uh, for the holiday when they can't be with their families and, just like a surprise token of appreciation, you know, all that stuff adds up and the amount. Well, here's what we're talking about, guys. That's mindset. He could have easily said, oh, shit, fine. Could have hung up the phone. He could have stopped. But then Cole here says, nope, it's fourth quarter. I got to find out another way to spend that $800 because he didn't care about the cost. He cared about the impact. Well done. My, uh, my buddy, that's the community affairs uh, liaison or whatever. I texted him. I said, Man, you hit me up for five hundred bucks. How'd you get me to spend eight <laughs> hundred? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. People support others who care, man, and and serve. It just you know, it's just well, the way we're wired. 
Yeah, it's what we're wired. And if you give, you're going to get. And if you continue to do the right thing by people, um, you, it'll eventually pay off for you. You know, I'm truly a firm believer in that. Um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everybody if, uh, where they could find you on social, if they want to follow you, anything, if they want to check out your website or any of that, and then we'll get this wrap. Yeah, absolutely. Again, my name is Cole Slate. My personal Facebook account is Cole Slate. Um, our Facebook business page is Slate Real Estate. Uh, that username is Slate Real Estate 904. Uh, Instagram, Cole Slate. My email address is Cole at Slate.RealEstate. And our firm's website is www.slate.RealEstate. Appreciate it, man. Awesome show. And appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If anything we could help you with, uh, script out and distribute this video. If you like this concept of attracting business versus chasing it, give us a call. I can't stand chasing business. And I know you can't either. And we'd love to help you start attracting it and be just like Cole out here. Can't build your heart, but I could build the attention around your brand and make sure no one forgets about who the hell you are, or what you do by creating content and keeping that in front of people. Um, all done for you. So you can visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com, realestatemarketingdude.com. Check out some of our other products, listingadvocate.com. And if you're a broker owner, check out our software, all-in-one transaction management at sweetassist.com. We appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thanks for the follows, reviews, and connect with us on social. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.